Hello everyone, this is the prestigious one here and before we get started on today's podcast I just want to give a shout out to our amazing Patreon subscribers. You can join at patreon.com forward slash Joe Hendry and you can support us from one dollar, just one dollar folks. But as you'll know, one of the benefits of our tier three plus patrons is they get mentioned by name, by name people on the podcast. So we're going to do that right now. I want to give a shout out to James Malley, Ian Downey, Heat312, Ian Callan-Lees, Tony Madden, Gordon Brown, Ross Wilson, Adam Saccord, Kirsty Bailey, Aidan Rooney, Barbara Good, Adam Wilson, Daniel Betancourt, Ant191, David McCarthy, Kieran Prophet-Holmes, Fiona Edge, Clayton Davis, Brian Smith, James Pointer, Jordan Schofield, Laura Baird, Mark, Will Ledwith, Mal Callan, Alex Healy, Jennifer Poulton, Jamie Flood, my stepdad Gunnar, and my mum, Katrina, as well. Because as I said in the other podcast, family members, we, we love you, but you got to pay the toll. Got to pay the toll, okay? If my mum can subscribe to Patreon. And hey, I didn't make her, but, you know, she wanted to do that. I, I support free will. I support choice, you know? So if my family can subscribe to Patreon, then then surely the fans can do so as well. I, I jest. But anyway, I'll get into the podcast in a sec. You know the drill, folks, people. Patreon.com forward slash Joe Hendry. In all seriousness, thank you so much to all the people who have supported us. Even if you're just listening to us and giving us your time, we appreciate every single person that listens. So thank you so much, and here we go. Hello and welcome uh, to How to Become a Pro Wrestler with myself, Joe Hendry. This is part 11, and today we are going to talk about branding. And um, the reason I've chosen to talk about branding is because I feel it's something that I can probably help with. There's certain things where I'll get other experts to come on and talk where they're probably more well-versed in the topic than I am, but this is one I feel that I can probably speak on. This is something that I was kind of aware of and adopted early on in my career, and I'm going to tell you how you can do it as well. Now, as a trainee, it's a kind of difficult thing because when you think about branding, um, first of all, what does that really mean and why is it important to to pro wrestling? Well, let me tell you, there's, and also, how is that different to marketing yourself? You know, how is that different to selling yourself to other people? Well, I'll tell you what the difference is. So marketing is defined as the action or business of promoting and selling products or services, including market research and advertising. Okay, makes sense. Branding is the promotion of a particular product or company by, uh, by means of advertising and distinctive design. Okay. That's the difference between branding and marketing. Marketing is simple is simply you have something. So for example, I let's say that I am Joe Hendry, I'm a product, I'm you know, I'm a professional wrestling service. And how are we going to market that? There's a multitude of ways that we can do it. Whereas branding is reverse engineering. Branding is going branding is saying that your product, i.e. yourself, is the marketing. Okay? So how are you going to do that? Well, basically marketing the way I see it is kind of just selling something that's going you should book this person because whereas branding is kind of like making choices about what it is that you offer um which in turn becomes the marketing so for example the best example I can give you of mine is uh the the entrances I was like that's a way that I can promote myself but I can tie it into my brand in a really fun way that's the way that I can promote the fact that you know I can do the singing um I can showcase my charisma but 
um, is tied into the activity that I'm doing. So it's kind of reverse engineered. So the reason I talk about branding is because as independent professional wrestlers, I'm going to go ahead and make an assumption for most of us that some of us, it won't be the case, but for a lot of independent pro wrestlers and people aspiring to be pro wrestlers, you don't have unlimited funds to do with what you want and to take out Facebook ads and YouTube ads and this, that, and the next thing. So the most effective way to market yourself is to really, you know, start from the very beginning. Think about um, how you can build your marketing and getting yourself out there into the actual activities that you do. Because nowadays, we've never lived in a better time to be a pro wrestler because back in the day, if one of the major organizations didn't want to book you, then, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you were irrelevant. Whereas nowadays, it's perfectly feasible to be an independent pro wrestler, not signed to a major organization, and you can still be a major star. And that's the beautiful thing about um pro wrestling today and that's how it ties into branding i'm going to show you basically as an independent professional wrestler you need to get as much bang for your buck and i.e zero bucks is ideally what you want to spend on your marketing because nowadays um you can you can get unlimited promotion for free you just have to be creative creativity is the new equity when it comes to advertising. You know, if I was to just, if I put a Joe Hendry ad on the TV, that's going to make way less difference than if I was to have match of the year, for example, or if I did something incredibly funny or creative, or if I did something in pro wrestling that's never been done before. And what will happen is people will share that for me and your fans, and your, your like your fan base and the pro wrestling community at large become your marketing and you can do that because you have engineered your branding in such a way that allows you to do that so and it can start from a very basic level i'll tell you the first thing that i did when i thought about branding and really i think you need to understand what pro wrestling is at the end of the day being a pro wrestler yes you are putting on a show for other people um and you're showcasing something but at the end of the day Everyone who's watching pro wrestling at a live event wants to be part of the show. And if you can create something that allows them to be part of the show, that is a way that you can brand yourself in such a way that people will do your marketing for you. And I'll give you the example. The first thing that I did with regards to that is I came up with my catchphrase, which I decided would be a call and response. Again, let's go to The Rock. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. And the people would finish the sentence for him. Um, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. And I realized that, you know, that's something that's fairly universal in terms of that call and response. So that's something I could use. So I literally decided if I say my name, if I sing my name in the same way as uh, we've spoken about this before, Jason Derulo at the start of his songs, he's always like, Jason Derulo. And it's kind of cringing over the top. But I was like, you know, as a pro wrestler, that's pretty funny. I'll just do the same thing. So that's why I go, Joe Hendry. And the crowd would go, local hero. And you could probably hear in the background, we just lost lost a few tiles off the wall there. I'll just, uh, I'll shift the camera. So it's all professional and you can't see that. Let's just pretend that didn't happen. For the audio listeners, nothing happened. But um, yeah, so that's the call and response that I did. And that not only lets everyone know right there and then that I'm the singing wrestler, it tells people my name, but it also gets the audience to sing my name for me and to put that out there. Um, so that's just one small thing that I did to try and be creative and to 
use um, basically kill three birds with one stone effectively and that's kind of what you have to do with your branding um, and the thing the thing about branding is it's like basically the, it's that whole thing you ever heard that phrase when it's like you know um, you know if you give someone a meal they can feed themselves for a day if you give them the means to hunt their own food they can or to grow their own food they can feed their families for a lifetime that sort of thing it's kind of like the same thing with branding and that basically you can sell like you can have like a funny t-shirt or one funny slogan and that can kind of get over once and you can do you know one round of t-shirts with that or you'll be popular for a month but if you're just if that doesn't relate in any way to the type of wrestler that you want to be or the type of character that you want to be then that's really going to be a one-time thing and you're going to have to keep thinking of these things whereas i relate this back to my favorite comedies and it's how i've tried to structure free agent and that's basically it's like if you look at the simpsons and the office and you know all the great comedies and great shows the jokes write themselves because the characters are so strong and that's what i want pro wrestling trainees to think about is that if you create the strongest character uh, both with your personality and also like with what you do in ring, if you can make that as strong and distinctive as possible. With these comedies, for example, the jokes write themselves because if you have strong characters, you put strong characters in situations with each other and the the stories will write itself. And it's the kind of same thing with your marketing and your branding. If you decide what you are, i.e. for me, I'm the singing wrestler, everything that you do should derive from that. And that's marketing would be, oh, let's think of a funny t-shirt or let's think of a funny video. Whereas branding is more going like, well, let's do this song because I'm the singing wrestler and because my character is this and my name is this and I do these moves and blah, 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 blah. It's kind of, it makes it meaningful rather than just getting that one, that one-off hurrah on social media that you can get once if you think about it in terms of your brand and what would you do like i mean i'll give you an example so with free agent the other day there was a scene that me and jake were filming that the funniest line by far involved a swear word but my quote-unquote persona if you will i don't swear i just don't do that i've done it once or twice on very rare occasions with heated feuds and things like that but on the whole i just won't swear and that's important that is that is an important distinction of what my character is and and what i do and why and if i break that sure i'm getting a one-off laugh but in the grand scheme of things if i do that i'm no longer the wrestler that doesn't swear and think of all the jokes and all the scenarios that i can get out of being the wrestler that just refuses to swear and i've actually been guilty of that because i've swore a few times in icw in those heated feuds and i think that did dilute that a little bit um so there is a little bit of regret there i went against my branding if you will um i by try again i've took the marketing over the over the branding if you know what i mean and in today's day and age we need to think about ourselves as a, a brand um i'm just gonna take a quick sip of water people excuse me so that would be one example of where i made a short-term decision that had 
long-term implications and being you know pro wrestling trainees you've got a long career ahead of you and the more that you can carve yourself a unique identity and I challenge you to derive everything that you do from that um, so for example from what you wear to what you say now to what you post on social media to what moves that, that you would do you know for example it just wouldn't make sense for mankind to be the most polished athlete on the WWF roster at the time. That just wouldn't have made sense, you know? What I'm trying to say to people is that it's better in it's better to be niche in this environment. Like, to me, when I did World of Sport, that's a very kind of broad audience, and the thing that made most sense for me was to, uh, to be the singing wrestler and just be the embodiment of that. That was the branding that I chose to push forward because you have such little time with consumers or wrestling fans if you will it's such a crowded market now there's so many talented people doing this that the more that you can kind of cut through with something that's focused the the easier that it's going to be for you to succeed like i guess what i'm trying to say is if you're the guy that does flips and kicks um, so is 98% of everyone else out there. And sure, you may be lucky, you may be super talented, there may be a multitude of reasons that you break through, but what I challenge you to do is put yourself in the best possible position to succeed. Um, so when you think about your branding, even derives back to, like I'll give you another example of branding. This is very important. So th this is really important to me. So before I was known as the, le the local hero, and now I am known as the prestigious one. Now, there is a reason for the change, and I'll tell you what the reason is. Um, when I started with the whole local hero character, it came about because, like I say, when I was in my old band, um, there was a section in Kerrang! magazine called Local Heroes, and my band was in it one time. Now, what I would do is, uh, I was very young at the time, very naive, but also, you know, had had some balls when it came to this. I, if someone had said, a, a, quote, a positive quote about me in some way, I would rip it right out of context to put myself over. So, for example, we were in Local Heroes in Kerrang, so on my band's press kit, it would say, you know, the band, and then go, Kerrang, Local Heroes, quote, because technically it was a quote. Now, the reason I called myself the Local Hero is because I was making fun of myself because of the way that I used to be. You know, I used to be sort of, you know, cringy when I would put myself over to other people, so I kind of made fun of that, and that's where the Local Hero... Um, name came from actually so uh, but and that worked well because I'd go Joe Hendry local hero and again it's the song people would remember the jingle they would sing it along at shows some people found it funny it was great it helped me get over quickly here's where it became a problem in 2016 you've got like for example the Olympic hero Kurt Angle versus the local hero Joe Hendry and it's basically just saying you know you've got this world renowned world-class superstar versus the local guy so i actually went to do uh i did a ring of honor training camp as well and they told me that they didn't like the local hero name and actually upon thinking about it i had to agree because basically it boxed me in at the bottom of the card or the mid card because your world champion isn't called the local hero if you know me and you know what i do the local hero thing makes sense but if you don't know that and you got to understand most of the wrestling audience out there doesn't know who i am so i was like i'm basically boxing myself in as a jobber if you will and if i want to escalate the card does the the name local hero sound like something that could 
headline a WrestleMania. No, it doesn't. So, and it was actually, to be fair, it was Ring of Honor that pointed that out to me at first. They said, we, we don't like the local hero. So I went away and I thought about it and I was like, what name conveys main event? But also, so again, that's from my branding with my name. I want to choose a brand that is what I'm wanting to put across. So that's when I changed it to the prestigious one because the prestigious one sounds like something important it sounds like something main event but i can also tie into the the aspects of my personality again i do not know where these twitch alerts are coming from i i thought i'd turned them all off but uh they seem to still be there so apologies for that folks i'm going to uh, try my best to remove that from the broadcast it's just if you're an audio listener it's just the little noises i don't know if they come through or not um i think they probably will on the video um so yeah the the prestigious one I felt better summarized where I wanted to go. And it's that thing, again, we spoke about on last week's episode. If you don't know where you want to go, how are you going to get there? I feel like your branding should be a mission statement. It should be a statement of where you want to be in professional wrestling. So that was one area where I had to completely rethink my branding entirely and get away from this local hero thing. Um, and But I do feel it has helped uh, move me up the card um, along a, a, a bunch of other things, but that is one thing that I think has really helped. I think the, the prestigious one conveys a move up the card, if you will. So that was why I chose to do that. Um, so along with, with branding, again, what I want people to understand is this is what people don't seem to realize is a lot of people hate the idea of selling yourself, the idea of sales. Um, now, but here's the thing, actually in every single walk of life, you have to be, if you want to have a job, if you want to contribute to the economy in any meaningful way, if you want to earn a living, you have to be a salesperson. And But you'd say, but how do you, I don't do sales in my job. You might not physically be selling, you know, yourself as a pro wrestler or selling a product or a service. But even if you have any job, you have to sell yourself to your manager. If you're self-employed, you have to sell yourself to either your customers or your contractors, whether you're business to customer or business to business. You know, if you're trying to get into university, you have to sell yourself to the university that you are the person to go for. But especially in pro wrestling, you have to sell yourself to the promoter. You have to sell yourself to the fans. You have to sell yourself to the customers who are going to buy your merch. You are always selling yourself. And nowadays, people are so informed with YouTube and social media. We don't need to rely on mainstream media to know what's going on. We don't need to watch the news because we see what's happening on Twitter as it's happening. So you don't need to patronize people. Uh, you don't need to tell them that you are X, Y, and Z because people are going to make up their minds. People are too smart nowadays. Like I say, there's too many there's, there's too many resources. Nowadays, if you want to know something, you can just look for the answer on Google. If you want someone to deconstruct the movie that you've just watched with with f all the fine points and eloquence that you could ask for, you can just go on YouTube and, and it's been done to a high standard 10 different times. The point I'm making is people are so much smarter now than they've ever been before. In some ways, we're less productive as a society, society but I'd say a lot of people, we, the, our, this generation doesn't give itself enough credit. This generation may have, you know, high rates of unemployment and stuff like that, but I would more put that down to the economic circumstance and the greed of the elites of society that's resulted in that situation. I would say this generation is highly educated, in my opinion. 
based on the resources that we have. Not what we learned at school, but the connections that we can have through social media. Before, when we wanted to know something, we had to look at books, you know? Whereas now, we can just type it in and we can get well-organized, well-argued points of view and facts at your fingertips, whether that's general knowledge or culture or professional wrestling. So as a pro wrestler, when you're selling yourself, you don't need to go, I am the best or whatever. Your marketing is what you do. If you are, like I say, if I go out tomorrow and have match of the year, that's going to get me over, you know, and I'm not saying that I can go and do that. That's going to be a huge journey for me to try and get to that. You always have to aspire to do that. But nowadays in the world that we live in with the, the with social media, if you are genuinely amazing and talented, you will be, you will, you will reap the rewards for that. And I don't know if that's ever happened before. Before there used to be gatekeepers, you know, like I said, there used to just be, whether it be music or film or whatever, there used to be gatekeepers. So if you weren't in one of the major companies, you didn't really exist. Whereas now, like, I'm comfortable being a free agent right now because I can make and create content that I know that you guys are going to consume and enjoy and I get feedback from and I can improve every week. And it matters. It matters to be an independent pro wrestler. It matters to be a pro wrestling trainee. You have the same chance that everybody else does. If you come up with the funniest tweet that anyone's ever heard, it's going to get traction. If you have the funniest video that anyone's ever seen, the funniest wrestling segment, the most entertaining match, if you are that good, it will get picked up. So when I say sell yourself, nowadays it's more, it's less, it's, it's an action speak louder than words type thing. In the 90s and the early 2000s, advertising was huge and it really, there was so much about advertising. But nowadays, advertising, it's not, it's, it's the soft sell now. And what I mean is, it's not going, oh, you should buy this because this and blah, 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 blah. Customers are too informed. They'll just go online and they'll read reviews. They've got all the info right there. So you're, what you'll find is that people know the score. Wrestling fans are incredibly smart. They know the score. You don't have to tell them that you're the best. You just have to be the best. Now, in some ways, that's more difficult because people have to be more talented. You know, there's more of a requirement to be good, especially in this flooded market. But on the other hand, isn't it good to know that great the cream will always rise to the top, that greatness can't be ignored, that if you just strive to be better, good things are going to happen. And that's the whole theme of this series that I'm trying to put across. So if you look at everything that I've been doing recently, it's all just been about trying to improve yourself and trying to trying to get better. But also, again, I've mentioned Gary V before. you got to check out his channel, Gary Vaynerchuk. I, sorry, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V for short. Look him up on, um, on YouTube and watch some of those clips. They're very motivating. They're very addictive. And I recommend that you do it because it really it gives me a kick up the ass every now and then when I think I'm working hard and then I actually realize what working hard is. But one of his main messages, he really cuts through a lot of the BS. And one of his big messages is, again, in pro wrestling, we're always told, work on your promos, work on your in-ring, work on this, work on that, work on every aspect. And that is true. But what Gary Vee says as well, work on everything, but also let's double down on what got you to the table. Let's double down on the stuff that's working for us. So if you're putting out a particular type of promo online, and that's picking up traction, steer into that, do more of that, 
that is what is more likely to get you those viral hits, to get you over, to 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 make your brand mean something. Um, so if something's working for you, start to divert more time to that, but let's also put time into your weaknesses as well. It's interesting. You've got two people that I look to for motivation right now. I've got Gary V on one side who says, double down on what you're good at. And then there's Arnold Schwarzenegger who says, work on your weak points. And I think there's a balance for both. And I think it's probably 70-30 in this direction. Double down on what you're good at. Like So for what that means for me, for example, would be to do more entrances. Whereas like, let's take uh, a wrestler on the independence that is known for um, their amazing athleticism and agility and gifts would be let's try and create the most insane gifts that we can you know that sort of thing i personally wouldn't advise that because it's it's tough on the body whereas look for doing my entrances i have to stay up late you know a, a night or two here and there but it's always worth the effort. That's I, I enjoy doing those. Again, if you've got a type of, a particular type of promo that's getting over, steer into that. Steer into what the public are responding to. And it's always this branding thing, it's always a balance. You've got to take what you want to do and what you're passionate about, because if you're not passionate about it, you're not gonna do it for very long. You'll stop doing it. Your enthusiasm will waver. Um whereas if you have something that you're super passionate about, you can keep it going. But at the same time, if you're super passionate about doing this over here, but no one's watching at all, then maybe you have to go, all right, maybe maybe let's rethink this. Is there a way we can refine this? Whereas let's take the thing over here that you're pretty passionate about, but people are just blowing up for, then you go, all right, let's, let's run with this. And what you'll find is it will start to become quite addictive. Like for me, with the entrances, when people started to respond to that, I just started to do one every couple of weeks because I was like, right, people are really going for this. I steered into it, I doubled down on it, and I started getting hundreds of thousands, millions of hits. Now, the problem is it's not on my channel. You know, It was always on other people's channels, and that's a difference that I've made to my business model now. I make sure that stuff goes on my channel because I'm kind of in a position to do that now. But at the time, you know, it was a tough one because it made more business sense for me to put it on like ICW's channel, for example, at the time because they had way more subscribers than me. Whereas now knowing what I know, I would have a much bigger fan base if I'd have just built it up on my channel from day one. But then did I have the leverage to get the companies to agree to that at the time? No, probably not really. So to be honest with you, things have probably worked out the way that they have. Uh, but I just kind of want you to remember that, just going back a little bit, that whether you want to or not, you are always selling yourself with everything that you do. Like, so, for example, if I send someone, I don't have them to hand, but one of the custom pops, I need to make sure that they're of an excellent quality because that is not only a product, but that is a display of the quality that we're going to offer that is basically a statement to my fans to who have paid money at the end of the day that this is we're going to if you invest in our products we're going to deliver you quality it's the same with the t-shirts that's why i use gildan t-shirts because they're they're super high quality so i know when my fans get whether it's t-shirts or photos or hoodies or custom pops or whatever they're getting they're getting quality stuff that in itself is branding if i give them you know the cheapest t-shirts I can find that aren't of a good enough quality, then that detracts from my brand because I'm supposed to be the prestigious one. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if I send out high quality stuff, people will associate that with a quality brand. Branding is something that's intangible. 
You know, we've all got social media numbers. I know what mine are across all my platforms. And that's a good indication now that we maybe didn't have before about how valuable your brand is. But you really can't put a dollar or a pound value on how valuable your brand is. It's just, you, you can't do it. It is intangible. But you tend to know when it's on its way up and it's on its way down. So that's something that you really can need to think about as well. Also, your branding extends to do you handle yourself professionally? So we've talked about how you come across to fans and to customers, but how about the way that you come across to potential promoters? Like if you're treating your customers like gold, but you're, you know, ignoring promoters, you're you're not uh, showing willingness to help when you're starting. And this is more kind of when you're starting out, you know, you're skipping, putting up the ring, you're being late to training, you might have the best promos in the world and the best matches but if you're just pissing people off then you are detracting from your brand now remember when i said i'm going to keep the market and spiel as you know as simple as i can but before i talked about business to customer and business to business that's how you, you can look up this market and stuff online i don't need to bore you with it but business to business would be how you are how your branding comes across to people within the business. So for example, how are you perceived by promoters? How are you perceived by your training school? How are you perceived by, um, you know, major companies? Whereas business to customers, more your relationship with the fans. But branding matters kind of equally to both because if you can't maintain a good relationship and show professionalism with the companies that you're working with, the business to business stuff, then you're not going to get the platform to showcase what you do to your potential fans so but then on the other hand if you're not delivering the goods for the fans then the business to business stuff you don't really have as much negotiating or leverage power or leverage anymore sorry negotiating power or leverage and also if you're not selling tickets if people aren't interested then you're not going to get booked anymore so you really need to be on top of this at all times. It really is spinning plates. Also, I mean, are you saying stupid stuff online? Are you conducting yourself in a way that you shouldn't be conducting yourself? If you do that, you're detracting from the professionalism of your brand. Whereas, again, this is something I struggled with because when I was, you know, the prestigious one, WCPW champion, part of what I was doing was my role on the show was a certain way. So I didn't talk to fans, didn't sign autographs, didn't do anything. The whole nine yards committed to it 100%. And what I found was that most people understand, but a lot of people didn't understand. And, you know, especially uh, kids, it's it's difficult to, you know, if a kid's at a show, why can't I get, you know, why is this wrestler being mean to everyone and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like a lot of people don't understand and don't get it. And don't get me wrong, I'm glad that I fully committed to what I was doing at the time as the bad guy champion. But it really, I think... To, especially to people outside wrestling. You know, I had family members say to me like, oh, I don't like the way you talk online. I don't, oh, it makes me uncomfortable. And I'd say, no, this is the right thing to do for the business. But again, if people don't understand what I'm doing in today's day and age, when everything's very meta and self-aware, then I'm kind of, am I detracting from my brand? Am I putting across the wrong message here? And I think if I didn't have a chance to explain it face-to-face then, or with, with colleagues then, it kind of didn't achieve its goal. And that's why I think it would be difficult to do that again um, if I wasn't in a major company. You know, like, for example, if when Chris Jericho does it, he is in a position to to do it. He's, 
you know, one of the best of all time, especially at adopting that role. But it's presented in a certain way, whereas when I do it, being on the independence at a much lower level, I think it was difficult for me to really convey the intricacies of what I was trying to put across. So again, that's something else I had to think about. Am I better off just kind of, you know, yes, it's important to do this, but moving forward, I think I still need to have positive interactions with my fans. And unfortunately, in today's day and age, it came at the cost of, you know, seeing it that way means that it will be difficult for me to be the bad guy on the independence again. I'm not saying it'll never happen, but it'll be difficult for me to do because it just it hurt business so much because I think a lot of people were genuinely coming away from shows thinking that, you know what, Joe Henry is, is a nasty person and all that. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of, you know, the, the point of what I was portraying. But long term, did it hurt me? Possibly. I'm glad I tried. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I tried. But um, I just think it, it didn't make business sense. Um, and that is really unfortunate. But at the end of the day, it is the wrestling business. And when I say it didn't make business sense, I mean seriously didn't make business sense. I mean just so the way I interact and the way I'm now in pro wrestling is is very different. And for that reason, but again, that's something I had to look at within my own branding and what I'm putting out there and going, are people really getting this? Because if they're only half getting it, like a lot of my friends and family were, they think I'm just being a terrible person, you know? So it's it's a difficult one. It is, a, it's, it's a, there are a lot of, I think branding comes down to effort and choices, you know, branding is like, you got to put effort into building something that people can invest in from a promoter perspective and a fan perspective, you know, that takes, that takes a lot of effort, but you also need to make distinct choices. Like, for example, with me, am I going to swear? No. Am I going to uh, stray away from these topics? Am I going to tackle these topics? Am I going to wear this? What would? How would Joe Hendry um, p- pin somebody? How would Joe Hendry cut a promo on uh, management? How would Joe Hendry react in this situation? How would he react in this situation? So again, if I can relate it back to The Office and The Simpsons, it's like, you don't, if you have a strong brand and a strong brand identity, I think that's what I've been trying to get at the whole time. And I've just got it in that statement there, brand identity. If you have a strong brand identity, you don't have to sit there and make these choices because they're already made. You have a mission statement. You have a set of rules that you operate within. And it's like any creative person will tell you, well, any creative person worth their salt, in my opinion, that limitations, um, can lead to great work. Like, again, it's the Paul Heyman quote, make a feature of your limitation. I'll give you an idea, an example of ECW's branding. So, uh, you remember ECW back in the day, um, as Paul Heyman says in the original documentary, they can't compete with, at the time, they couldn't compete with uh, WWE's um, production values. So, rather than try to compete, they were they were kind of lo-fi and chaotic with their production values, but they didn't shy away from it. They steered into it and made it a feature. So, for example, if you are... Like, I'll give you an example of that, even on a local level. Let's take Grado, for example. Um, So, obviously, he is not an athletic wrestler, but there's, there's a bit in some of his matches I've seen where people will go to give him a waist lock and lift him up, but they can't because he's too heavy and the opponent needs a breather. Now, 
that is rather than Grado trying to be like you know every other athletic wrestler that's him steering into the limitation that makes him different and turning it on its head into a positive same with um for example looking sharp is a a, um, a scottish wrestler who is a uh, very short so he has a spot where he'll kind of run into other people and bounce off i've seen that before and it gets a great laugh from the audience again if he was trying to act like the biggest dude in the universe and you know without being realistic about his limitate his that that not i don't want to say limitation but about his physical build if he didn't steer into that it just it wouldn't work whereas by fully accepting that's what wrestling is and again it's what i've done as well by fully accepting who you are and building what you do around that that becomes part of your branding so um when you describe grado that's part of how you describe him. when you describe looking sharp that's partly how you describe him, and that goes from being what some people might see as a limitation to a feature so how that was with ecw is again you've got the lo-fi production values became a feature now i remember being backstage at icw and sometimes on the monitors backstage uh we won't have the hard cam so on the monitor backstage all you can see is the roaming cam just one camera and i remember saying it backstage and i still stand by this to this day that icw should be shot with handheld cameras only two max maybe even one and the reason I thought that is because I watched it and I was like, this makes you feel like you are. So when they, they're out fighting in the crowd, it makes you feel like you're right next to them. But then when you go back in the ring, it goes to the hard cam. Yes, it's more professional, but it feels like a professional show. Whereas I think ICW, like ECW, should be chaotic. You know, that's just my opinion. You know, and to be honest with you, there's probably a whole multitude of other reasons why I might be wrong. But if it was my show, which is not, you know, like I say, who am I to criticize? I could go and do my own show. But that's that's an artistic choice that could be made. I enjoy the one, the singular roaming camera because it's very chaotic. You don't know what's going to happen. Is the action going to spill into the camera person? Is the feed going to get cut off? Anything can happen at any time. And I think if you have lots of cameras set up in a professional setup, it doesn't convey that sort of chaotic nature and that urgency but that's an example of how Paul Heyman built the that limitation into their branding that's kind of what I've tried to do as well like before I was wrestling like a lot of people say I'm a bit cringy I'm a bit arrogant David Brent-esque so I try and steer into that as much as possible so when I do free agent and stuff like that I try to make fun of the the ways that other people would describe me because Again, it takes something that could be used as a negative about you, like Free Agent. Again, the show I've got on YouTube, putting over all the time, but I'm really proud of it. It's basically the eight-mile thing. I'm saying all the things that my detractors are saying. So it doesn't, you know, if other people say it, it's just lame. It's like the eight-mile thing. By the time Eminem finished his speech at the end of the film, actually, I'll let, spoiler alert, it's been about 15 years, but if you haven't seen Eight Mile, uh, shut your ears for a minute. But at the end of the film, when Eminem said his monologue, he's made fun of himself so many times, there is nothing for the other person to say. And I think that's making a feature of your limitations is one way that you can do that. If you've already embraced it, you've already owned it. 
not only have you accepted it, but you have made it a feature. You're proudly displaying it. So that's uh, one way how you can kind of tie that into your branding. But I always use ECW as an example. Again, if you've got a, a wrestler who is a hardcore wrestler, do they really need to be doing, you know, hold for hold, old world of sports style uh, sequences? No, no, they don't. They just need to be beating people up, you know. And again, that ties into your branding. Excuse me. As I said, branding is all about choices. Um, so you can't, you can't be everything. You cannot please everyone. And in today's day and age, everything is so specialized. I watched a YouTube video the other day from someone who worked at YouTube and they were asking him, what is the best way to get into the YouTube algorithm to get featured? And he said, what the best thing to do is to pick an area of content on YouTube that there is a demand for that is not being served and make high quality videos to do that. And I really feel these are an example. Like there's not really that many professional wrestling instructional podcasts or videos so that's why that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this because it's not well served and it's something that I feel I can add a bit of value hopefully so um but that's how you should think about your whole act in wrestling as well there's already a Will Ospreay there's already a Grado there's already you know a Rock there's already been a John Cena you know that sort of thing it's like you need to be your own person and don't get me wrong you can things will be cyclical like there are wrestlers who you can basically just repeat gimmicks you know every sort of five ten years or so and people don't notice but um in in wrestling kind of everything's been done before but if you can just add one thing that's different then i think that that's kind of the best way to go about it like so for example it's when jim Cornette says um you know stealing from one person is a, is is theft but stealing from many people is influences. And that's actually a very uh, a very interesting quote. And again, when I had uh, the privilege of meeting Goldberg, who, by the way, was one of the classiest individuals I have ever met in professional wrestling, um, I will always put over Goldberg for the way that he treated the way that he treated me. A lot of people, when they're at that higher up level, you know, you never know how it's going to go. But Goldberg was one of the classiest people I've ever met. And what he was telling me, uh, he was saying that basically his big piece of advice for pro wrestling was take, if you want to do, and this is why I've kind of changed how I do the ankle lock, for example. He was saying, if you do someone else's move, do it, but change one thing to make it your own. So for example, when I did the, when I do the ankle lock now, I'll step over to finish it. So it becomes like a single leg uh, Boston crab with an ankle lock. Uh, as well so it's just a little bit different but again that's one example that you can you can revisit things that have already been done before and add one thing like so for example my entrances really the like that the first ever concert i did in pro wrestling um in icw it was basically it was exactly it was just ripping off the rock concert in toronto the one that he did back in 2003, I think it was. It was just a straight rip off of that. And I've got no shame in that because that was my influence. But it only really started to get over when I changed one thing. So what I did is, I, I right, okay, I'm going to do these songs. And I think by that point, he'd already done the Vicky Guerrero one, which was parodying a famous song. But I was like, but I'm going to do it in an entrance and I'm going to take it to a whole new level in terms of the production. It's going to be like a, a short 
comical parody movie before I even make my entrance to the ring and then start to use it to make fun of my opponent. I just started adding these little things. So through kind of trial and error and trying new things, I was able to do something in wrestling that hadn't really been done before. And that's kind of how to do it. How I'm going to tie that back to being a trainee is I'm not expecting pro wrestling trainees to all of a sudden have the answer to the most entertaining thing in the world. What I challenge you to do is to get inspired by your influences. Um, by, sorry, yeah, get inspired by your influences. Try different things. Try promos in that style. Try and find what works for you. But if you find an influence that you're like, I really want to be like this wrestler, sure, but let's do that. But then let's maybe flip it on its head. So, for example, me, my favorite wrestler is The Rock. And the reason I like The Rock and the reason I identify with The Rock is because he was able to say to the bullies, you know, he was saying to his opponents what I wanted to say to the bullies, you know, that sort of thing. So I was living vicariously through that. So I wanted to recreate that character. So when I was originally talking about getting into ICW, we were talking about me being this really cool rock star and blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, I just don't think that would have got over. Whereas we decided, and again, credit to Dallas on this, um, he was the one that said, right, early Kurt Angle. It's got to be like that. And then we started bringing in the office influences and stuff like that, the David Brent influence, because it was like, look, let's do that that character, but let's do it in the let's do it and flip it on its head so for example it's more the jokes are kind of at my expense type thing you know so let's let's be cringe comedy let's take this influence from the rock and let's do it um and let's flip it on its head you know so that was kind of how we decided to do that and again that all ties into the branding and the thing is you can't please everyone you just can't like, there will be people, people, like, wrestling is like any form of media. It's like music. It's like films. It's not everybody's going to like every every great film. You know, there's, there's artistic choices for a reason. You're better off appealing to your niche of passionate fans than trying to please every single person because it's impossible. If you try and please everybody, you become, you'll just become bland. So when you're a trainee, what you're better off doing is basically taking your niche and building that niche, you know, building that strong, passionate fan base and going from there and just getting better and improving yourself. So when you think about branding, I want you to think about everything, everything that you do is branding. Anything that is visible to anyone, whether it be in a public forum or in a business-to-business setting, everything that you do affects your brand. Did you show up on time? Did you put up the ring? Is your merch of a high quality? Did you have a good match? Did you conduct yourself professionally? Did you shake the hands that you were supposed to shake? Did you do the promo that the promoter asked you to do? Did you Was your, your match how long it was supposed to be? Did you do what everything you could do to promote your appearance? Did you do something that was going to get you over enough to the audience to make the promoter want to invest in you again? Did you do enough to get the crowd to invest in what you were doing? Did you get enough to elicit a reaction, to get them to chant something, to get them to buy a t-shirt, to get them to care, to get them to want to follow your career? At the end of the day, there is no way around it. As pro wrestlers or any job in the world, you have to sell yourself 
and you are selling yourself at all times. Luckily for you, we don't need to bother with expensive marketing campaigns and sales campaigns and advertising and stuff like that. Your branding is your marketing. Your branding is your advertising. And your branding is the quality of the work that you do. What I'm saying is if you are quality, if, if quality is your brand, from top to bottom, no matter what style of wrestling you do, no matter what type of promos do, whatever else, if you are known for quality, if the audience, I was taught by someone very high in the business that it's all about building trust with your audience. If you've built that trust that when they watch you, they're going to get entertainment. When they watch you, they're going to get an emotion, a, a reason to watch, a reason to get that t-shirt, a reason to be a part of what you are doing, then you've been successful with your branding. And the amazing thing is you don't have to spend thousands of pounds on campaigns like that. People will do the marketing for you if you give them what they want. If you become a great professional wrestler, if you become great at promos, if you have an amazing physique, if you are compelling, if you, if you have something that people are invested in, they will they will do the work for you. They will help you. They will support you. They will be the fuel to your fire. And all you have to do is just be the best that you can be. Be the best that you can be. Be consistent, but sprinkle a little bit of originality in there. What are you bringing to the table that isn't already there? What niche are you going to build? How are you going to be different in professional wrestling? That's what I challenge you to think about. So I'm going to call it for uh, today's episode because, you know, sometimes they last an hour, sometimes they go over, sometimes they go less. But I've realized there's no point in me talking for the sake of talking. So I feel we've covered everything that we need to, to cover. What I want you guys to do is in the comments below, let me know what you thought of the video. But also let me know what are your ideas if you're a pro wrestling trainee? What type of wrestler do you want to become? What influence... What influences do you have? Why do you do this? What does branding mean to you? Do you feel it's relevant? Do you agree with what I've said? Do you disagree? I just want to know your opinions. Let me know in the comments below. Also, I'd really appreciate it if you could like and most importantly, subscribe to the channel. We're trying to build it all the time. Really appreciate the support so far. If you do want to support me directly, there's two ways. Merch at henryshop.com or even more importantly, we've got a Patreon now and you can support from $1. We've got loads of amazing uh, exclusive merch. We've got really cool t-shirts that you can only get there. We've got custom uh, Funko Pops. We've got some really cool stuff up there. You get the content like a week in advance. We work really hard for our patrons. And like I say, you can support us from $1. That's patreon.com forward slash Joe Hendry. But thank you so much. Um, this has been part 11 of how to become a pro wrestler. Let me know what you thought and I shall see you next time.